What a massive news day in the political world. And Joe Biden wasn't even around to see it. He called the lid on the campaign this morning at 9.45. Well, at that point in time, Joe, it was already too late. Because at 5 a.m. This, this morning, the New York Post broke this news story. I have it in front of me right now. It's the reason that I have to look at a picture of Hunter Biden smoking a cig, for God's sake. Smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessman to VP Dad. Otherwise, uh, in other words, indicating to the whole world now that Joe Biden, what happened with Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was exactly what we all knew was happening. Ukraine was buying influence, was buying access to Joe Biden. Just like China bought access to Joe Biden in Hunter's $1.5 billion deal. Just like Russia was buying access to Joe Biden with a $3.5 million deal from Baterina, the first lady of Moscow, to this crackhead Hunter Biden. I mean, this is incredible. By the way, <clears throat> we're going to digest the entire article and everything that it includes. But I think the senator from Missouri, from the Show Me State, Josh Hawley just about called it right because the story alone is a big, massive news story. And that's what you know, I intended when I read it this morning at five o'clock in the morning. I thought, OK, well, that's what the program is going to entail. But Twitter, I mean, Twitter, Facebook, big tech created their own story. Josh Hawley calls it right. He says these are the most powerful monopolies in American history. So what happened today on Twitter? So as soon as this New York Post story broke about Hunter Biden and his secret emails, well, then when people started sharing it on Twitter, well, Twitter started suspending accounts. Now, literally to the at this very moment, if you go and you click the New York Post's article about Hunter Biden and the smoking gun email, this is what comes up. Warning, this link may be unsafe. Well, wait, how, how is a news story unsafe? Are you kidding me? The link you are accessing, or excuse me, trying to access, uh, and this is, like I said, just click the link and see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. But when you click on it, it says the link you are trying to access has been identified by Twitter or our partners as being potentially, listen, I didn't even know this was a word, spammy <laughs> or unsafe in accordance with Twitter's URL policy. This link could fall into any of the below categories, malicious links that could steal personal information or harm electronic devices. I don't think that the New York Post, you know, a verified news outlet and publication is going to do that. Spammy links that may, that may, uh, excuse me, links that may, um, that mislead people. I can't even talk for God's sake. That mislead people or disrupt their experience. Disrupt their experience? 
mislead people. I mean, you know, this this is Twitter. This is a social media site. People are allowed to go on there. And by the way, there's this thing. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right to uh, people to peacefully assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. Twitter is walking all over the First Amendment here. Facebook, any social media site that was stopping the spread of this article that is damning to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, that's what they're doing. Certain categories of content that if posted directly on Twitter are a violation of the Twitter rules. Now, this all because the um, the whole thing behind it, behind Twitter and Facebook and big tech companies being allowed to do this is because of Section 230. Now, in the simplest of terms, Section 230, again, don't take Philip Ward's words, words for it. Take uh, Google's words uh, in the simplest of terms. Section 230 generally provides immunity for website publishers from third-party content. So Facebook or and Twitter will say that we're allowed to censor this article because we're not considered publishers. Well, yesterday, go back to yesterday, much like many of the things that are put in front of this man, he calls correctly, right on the money, Judge Claire, Justice, excuse me, Clarence Thomas. This is in the National Review. This was from yesterday. Clarence Thomas suggests Section 230 immunities applied too broadly to tech companies. Now, I'll read. Now, both conservatives, and by the way, I the credit goes to Zachary Evans here, who wrote up the article. Both conservatives and liberals have threatened to revoke this immunity and open large internet platforms like Facebook and Twitter to lawsuits. Joe Biden stated in a New York Times interview in January 2020 that Facebook should lose Section 230 immunity because of the prevalence of political misinformation on the platform. Some conservatives have bristled at what they perceive as an anti-conservative bias on sites including Twitter. Pause there for a second because this is clear anti-conservative bias. I mean, go with your gut feeling for the most part. And, and there's many different examples of it. Uh, one I can think of off the top of my head was Project Veritas's reporting. Project Veritas got a hold of uh, Twitter, you know, insiders and executives and people that work there, and they showed that they were deleting access to Trump tweets and shadow banning different people, you know, making sure that people couldn't see pro-conservative, pro-Republican posts and tweets. Now, Twitter today, what they did is totally unacceptable. You know, this has been happening for a while. Section 230 has got to go. Now, Justice Thomas, um, I'm invoking him here because this is what Justice Thomas wrote yesterday. Courts have departed. By the way, if you wanted to look it up, he wrote this in a case uh, he was overseeing. Mal Malware Bytes, Inc., of the Enigma Software Group. So Justice Thomas writes, 
Courts have departed from the most natural reading of the text by giving internet companies immunity for their own content. Section 230 protects a company from publisher liability only when content is provided by another information content provider. Nowhere does this provision protect a company that it uh, that is itself the information content provider. So Thomas is saying that courts may have interpreted Section 230 in such a way as to grant immunity to Internet platforms, even when those platforms are primarily responsible for the creation of their content. An information you can see where I'm going with this, by the way. An information content provider is not just the primary author or creator, it is anyone responsible in whole or in part for the creation or development of the content. A reinterpretation of Section 230 immunities could carry widespread ramifications for internet platforms, potentially forcing companies to narrow the types of posts allowed on a given website. That is exactly what Twitter has done here. And by the way, I'm taking uh, Twitter uh, as a big primary example here because I myself can see it on the Twitter box site. I'm not on the Facebook uh, with uh, Zuckerberg, but it applies to all big tech companies. Now, as far as I'm concerned, listen, I have had enough. There is no going back now. Big tech and like Josh Hawley, uh, Senator Hawley points out, this is the biggest monopoly in American history, not just present day USA in the country now, but in the entire history of this country. Big tech is a monopoly. And we know now, we know now, this confirms it, that big tech is in the tank for Joe Biden, Jack Dorsey. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, um, all of them want Joe Biden to be the president. No questions asked. And by the way, conservatives now, um, because Jack Dorsey, uh, and I have the tweet here, Jack Dorsey just posted and said, our communication around our actions on the New York Post article was not great. Uh, yeah, you think? And blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking unacceptable. Well, Josh Hawley, or excuse me, um, Jack Dorsey needs to be hauled in in front of Congress and in front of the Senate and testify. And Section 230 giving them the immunity to do this, you know, how can you believe this? This is freedom of speech. You're supposed to go on social media sites because that is the one place where you can post whatever you want to post. Every single speech is protected under the First Amendment. So why doesn't it apply to Twitter? Why doesn't it apply to Facebook? You know, I call it the Twitter box. There's many Americans that don't even use the Twitter box that could care less about this going on. But for other Americans... They, you know, the Twitter box is their source of information and news. A lot of Americans rely, you know, think if <clears throat> you don't have time throughout the day because Americans work. That's what we do. You don't have time to go through watching hours worth of news. So maybe you want to catch up on your lunch break or when you get home, you know, before you make dinner or you do whatever it is that you have to do in the evening time, or you know, even for people that work overnights. 
you know, they, they maybe you work an overnight shift. You don't have time in the uh, morning to sit down and watch the news. You have to go to sleep. You have to get your kids on the bus. You have to, like, you know, do whatever it is that you have to do. So if you go to Twitter, the Twitter box, and that's your only source of information, here they are saying, no, 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 you, you cannot read this article. There's harm being done if you read this article. The only harm being done in this article, and by the way, trust me, we're going to dissect it and get into it. But the only harm it is in it is to the Joe Biden campaign. I mean, Donald Trump is going up against so many forces that don't want him to win this election. You know, is it right? Is it? Think about it. Morally, think about it. Is it right for Twitter to block people from looking at this article? And what is their best argument? That it spreads misinformation? I want there to be misinformation. I want misinformation to be protected on the Twitter box. I want that to be protected on Facebook. For God's sakes, hate speech is protected in, in everyday life. So why isn't it protected on these social media platforms? It's unbelievable to me. If people can't tell that it's misinformation and that the information isn't corroborated or it isn't true, then that's on them. You know, why is there so much government control over everything? That's the way Joe Biden is going to govern. That's the way that the Democrats will be. What are the Democrats advocating for? Chuck Schumer states it over and over and over again. Statehood to Puerto Rico. Statehood to D.C. So guess what? Four more Democratic senators. They're going to completely eliminate the Electoral College. The filibuster. Yep, say goodbye to that. And on top of all that, Joe Biden has still not said that he's going to not pack the court. That's what Schumer says they're going to do. You know, it's incredible to me. Why is there this party, the Democrat Party, that's that wants government control of everything in your life? They want you to be reliant on them, on government. Why does the Twitter box feel that it's their, you know, sort of uh, right and it and it's their obligation, their responsibility to quote protect Twitter users from misinformation? Well, look at where Twitter's based. Look at the people there, California. You know, of course they have a bias against Donald Trump. But it, it, why would you let your personal feelings come into the work environment? If people, you know, if they read something and they can't tell it's misinformation, then guess what? That's on them. They don't, I for one, think that Americans are far smarter than Twitter and Facebook are suggest suggesting that they are. You know, they, they can tell. They're smart. They're intelligent. But this is not by any means necessary misinformation. This is just harmful to Joe Biden's campaign. Therefore, they don't want it out there. You know, I've never seen a party along with their accomplices in the mainstream media that could care less about freedom of speech. You know, they want to restrict it. They want to limit it. Guess what? That's what socialism causes. That's communism. 
That's dictatorship. Do you see the Chinese Communist Party when they were trying, when the whistleblower there and the, the many whistleblowers that have come forward about the, you know, about the Chinese Communist Party and uh, what, you know, that, that not only they're doing to the Uyghurs over in China, but as far as the whole coronavirus outbreaks go, and on top of that, you have the um, the whistleblower who comes over here from China, and and what does Twitter do? Twitter Twitter deletes, locks her account. You know, you, you, where it it's just uh, it boggles my mind. It really does. It, it it's infuriated me so much today because we have twenty days to go before an election, before we as Americans make one of the biggest choices in our entire lifetime, and yet we, we can't have a free and fair election because of the interference from big tech companies, you know, and, 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 and Biden, well, hasn't said a single word about it. Well, he, he said, not today, at least before it, we've heard, you can just go back, do yourself a favor, go and see Joe Biden talking about Hunter Biden. He says, quote, I've never discussed Hunter's business dealings. We know that that's a lie. And reporters have asked him again and again and again. Um, Savannah Guthrie was asking Joe Biden. By the way, it's in the article. Uh, it's right here. It's right in front of me here. Last February, the article reads, Joe Biden got testy during an appearance on NBC's Today Show when co-host Savannah Guthrie questioned whether it was wrong for Hunter to take that position, knowing that it was really because that company wanted access to you. Well, he became infuriated, like he always does when he has to answer questions about Hunter Biden. Well, that's not true. You're saying things that you do not know what you're talking about. Joe Biden said. By the way, that's a real nice way to treat a female reporter, right, Joe? It's just it it it's just unbelievable to me. You know, and it what people are saying. Well, this this is good that Jack Dorsey's at least admitting his mistake. It's good by Jack Dorsey. The actions of Twitter are completely unacceptable. You know, the Democrat Party wants to get rid of the First Amendment. Now, for some reason, big tech is all behind them. You know, there's a push here from not only big tech, but from the Democrat Party and the mainstream media as well. By the way, you want another example? CNN has refused to even cover Amy Con Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who is trying to become Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who I should be talking about today, and day three of her hearings and the 20-minute question she had to take from senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee today. That should be the top story. But instead, I have to talk about big tech censoring a, a media outlet, the New York Post. And I don't see the New York Times, the Washington Post. I don't see CNN. I don't see MSDNC. I don't see anyone coming to the aid of the New York Post and saying, hey, there's a First Amendment that says that you cannot abridge the freedom of speech or of the press. That's exactly what Twitter did today. That's what Facebook did today. You know, Section 230 absolutely, absolutely has got to go away. I mean, this is what the Chinese Communist Party does. We don't do this kind of thing in the United States of America. 
Chuck Schumer says everything is on the table come November 3rd. He's right. You want your freedoms? You want liberty? You want the opportunities in this country? The only answer, I've, I've continued to state it, the only answer is to vote for Donald J. Trump and ensure that he's reelected as the 45th president because he is actually out there fighting back. That's what he does. He always fights back. That's why people can't stand Donald Trump. People like the people in big tech. By the way, how many times can I say people in a sentence, right? My goodness. But the operators, uh, LOL, in big tech or the Democrat Party and the media, they know that Donald Trump can't be bought. That's why they can't stand him. It's all about control. It's all about power. The Democrat Party is fueled by power. They need to have the ability to point their finger at you and say, hey, I was elected. I'm smarter than you. I know better than you. You better do what I say. That's what they're fueled on. That's what they need in their life. Donald Trump, so terrible that Facebook and Twitter took down the story of smoking gun emails related to sleepy Joe Biden and his son Hunter in the New York Post. It is only the beginning for them. There is nothing worse than a corrupt politician. Repeal Section 230. And I believe on top of all of that, the New York Post, the New York Post's actual Twitter account was suspended. And that, now, as far as um, the suspending accounts go, right? Kaylee McEnany, the White House Press Secretary. Think about it. The White House Press Secretary. So if we're going to get news from the White House, she's going to give it out. Her Twitter account was locked. I mean, it's unbelievable. Because she tweeted, a new email from Ukrainian executive to Hunter Biden asks Hunter to use his influence on behalf of the firm, paying him $50,000 a month in the email with subject, quote, urgent issue. And, and I promise we're going to get into the uh, article in a second. Uh, that was obtained by the New York Post where Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine relations. She was locked. Her account was locked. You can't get any information from Kaylee McEnany, White House press secretary, at this point in time because her account's locked. Here's the explanation. We have determined that this account violated the Twitter rules, specifically for violating our rules against distrib distribution of hacked material. We don't permit the use of our services to directly distribute content obtained through hacking. By the way, how did the Trump tax returns get out? Through hacking. Is there any blocking? Is there any blockage as far as the Trump tax returns go? No. How about Trump Russia? No. That was all disinformation. That was all Hillary Clinton in 2016 saying, and by the way, with the FBI and the CIA and the president knowing about it, she said, I, I want to stir up a scandal. I want to incorporate Trump with Russia and vilify Donald Trump, vilify my political opponent so that no one knows the whole crossfire hurricane and what's going on behind the scenes. And you know what else? Oh, yeah, it'll distract 
from the 33,000 emails I had on a private server that included classified information that I, you know, totally bleach bit, acid washed through Platte River Networks so that I can delete them. And then the, the, even after, even after she's subpoenaed, you know, unbelievable. There's a, I, I guess there's a rule for Democrats. There's one system of justice for Democrats and Washington, D.C. insider, corrupt career politicians. And then there's another rule for Republicans, a new, another system of justice for Republicans and, and, and everybody else. You know, we're 20 days away from an election. Where's where's the people being held accountable as far as crossfire hurricane goes? Where is Durham? Where is John Durham's probe into this? The Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, says he's going to release Hillary Clinton's emails. Where are the emails? We are 20 days away from an election. Let's get going. Let's roll. You know, we are in such a heated battle right now. We're fighting for our country. I want conservatives. I want Republicans to act like it. This is a battle we dare not lose. We lose not only the presidency if we lose the election, if Joe Biden is the president. I mean, God forbid that the Democrats win the Senate and win the House as well. If that happens. And by the way, it can very well happen. Do I want it to? No. Do I expect it to? No, absolutely not. I have a faith and a trust in the American people to what I see as to do the right thing and reelect Donald J. Trump and hopefully retain the majority of Republicans in the Senate and then ensure that, you know, by, by all of us waking up and coming together and seeing that the Democrats don't, you know, they don't care about competition. They want to ensure that they're, they are the one party in this entire country. They want to wipe out the Republican Party and everything that it stands for. Is it so wrong to want to keep your mind freedom and not want government involved in every single aspect of your life? Is it so wrong to think that the state you live in that the states should have rights more so than the federal government controlling everything? I mean, my goodness gracious, we got 20 days to go. Wake up. You know, we, we, we cannot be, what do we have in common? Please tell me what we have in common with the Democrats right now. We, as conservative Republicans, love this country. We love our families. We love, you know, God. We love we love having freedom. The Democrats don't want any of that. They just want power. That's all they care about. And they'll do anything that they can possibly can, whether it breaks the law, whether it doesn't, to get it. You know, this guy yesterday, Project Veritas, he said, well, we're going to round up billionaires and use guillotines and, and quote, slicey boys i mean what is that openly advocating for americans to die because we don't share the same idea ideas as he does that that's the thinking of the democrat party when at all costs what did he say i don't well i don't care you know i'll lie cheat steal to win an election well that's exactly what the democrats are doing 
Republican, I mean, we need to win this election. We dare not lose this election. We can't. And there's so many obstacles. I always say one of the hardest things to do is be a Republican in this country because you have weak, cowardice Republicans who are against you. You have the mainstream media who will always be against you. You have the Democrat Party who will always be against you. You know, there's so many different different attacks and onslaughts that we take as conservatives. Well, we have a chance on November 3rd to push back against that, to say, no, what you did today, Twitter and Facebook, is completely unacceptable. We believe in our Constitution. We believe in the freedom of speech, in our First Amendment. You cannot take that away, or you can't do it without without any penalties without getting you know money being funded towards you the whole section 230 the president repealed this section 230 well the republicans feel the exact same way do democrats of course they don't because big tech is all in for them you know what what is honestly so great about the democrat party that all the that that you know you got hollywood elitist liberals or you have these big tech companies what is it that's so great about them teachers unions i i don't get it they want full government control of everything of everything in your life what happened to freedom what happened to liberty what happened to opportunity you know what they, they just rip up our constitution every single day we as conservative Republicans have got to stand up, be counted, move forward, defeat the Democrats here, and save our country. I, it's really that simple come November 3rd. Now, we have to di dissect this article. So, 5 a.m. this morning, the New York Post comes out with smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessmen to Vice President Dad, Emma Jo Morris and Gabrielle Von Rouge. You know the names of reporters, right? But anyway, credit to them for their reporting. Now remember, before I read all this, I'm going to say myself that I have been independently corroborated. These, these at this point in time, these are emails that are they look as though they're sent from two Hunter Biden. Well, why? I mean, the email here to Hunter Biden, H. Biden at Rosemont Seneca, that's his company, from this guy, Vadim Pozharsky, um, who is uh, the number three executive at Burisma Holdings. And by the way, you'll read when we get to this, uh, which we're doing right now, uh, the dates that are in it, the dates, now I've given this Hunter Biden timeline, I've cited it plenty of times before you'll see that the dates here and the months match up with the timeline that has been presented on this program. So, Hunter Biden introduced his then vice president father, Joe Biden, to a top executive. That's Vadim Pusharsky, to uh, who's the third, um, the third uh, number three executive at Burisma Holdings. Um, less than a year, he introduced, like I said, introduced Biden. I got to collect my train of thought here. So Hunter introduced Joe Biden to this guy, Pazharsky, 
less than a year before Joe Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor, that prosecutor being Viktor Shokin, who was investigating the company. Now, you remember, by the way, when I say pressured government officials in Ukraine, you might remember Joe Biden saying, quote, you know, I, I, I looked at them and I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If that prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. You're not getting a billion. By the way, that's that's our money. That's taxpayer U.S. dollars. You're not getting a billion dollars U.S. loan guarantee. Uh, unless that prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who's investigating Burisma Holdings, where his son's getting paid $50,000 a month, if he's not fired, you're not getting our money. Well, son of a B, he got fired. That's when Biden pressured the government officials in Ukraine. The never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Pazharsky an advisor to the board of Burisma, like I said, also the um, number three uh, executive uh, at Burisma Holdings, um, allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17th, 2015. That's about a year after Hunter joined the board at a reported salary of up to $50,000 a month. Now you remember Hunter Biden timeline. Uh, uh, April 2014, that is when Hunter Biden was appointed to the board of Burisma Holdings. Now, the email reads, Dear Hunter, and uh, like I said, the, the email that I'm reading right now, the date on it being April 17th, um, 2015. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spent some time together. It's realty, he meant really, it's really an honor and pleasure. As we spoke yesterday evening, would be great to meet for a quick coffee. What do you think? I could come to your office somewhere around noon or so before on my way to the airport. Best V. So now an earlier email from May 2014 also shows Pazarski um, asking Hunter for advice on how quote this here's the quote by the way and I'm going to get to the email momentarily asking Hunter for advice on how you could use your influence so that email reads and like I said this is on May 12th of uh, 2014 uh, by the way, if you get to read the article and you got the um, papers in front of you, there's a lot to get to. So, this is what that email read. Dear Hunter and Devin. Now, Devin, uh, Devin is Devin Archer. That is Hunter Biden's business partner at Rosemont Seneca. Dear Hunter and Devin, following our talks. Now, this is in May 2014, by the way. Oh, my God, Philip, just read the email. I'm getting to it. Following our talks during the visit to the Como Lake and our further discussions, I would like to bring the following situation to your attention. As previously pointed out on a number of occasions, the representatives of new authorities in power tend to quite aggressively approach NZ. We'll pause right there. NZ um, is a reference to Burisma founder uh, Mikola Zlovchevsky, whose first name is a Ukrainian version of Nicholas. Uh, so um, initially it was done by representatives 
um, of the Svobodia party and the Ministry of Internal Affairs. These so-called unofficial communications would entail blackmailing in case we don't cooperate, provide money in cash, the gas production business of uh, Zlovchesky. By the way, Zlovchesky just immediately incorporates Zlovchesky with Burisma. He's the founder of Burisma Holdings. So when he says production business of Zlovchesky would be stopped and destroyed. Now, that also makes sense because Pozharsky was saying that representatives of new authorities in power, you know, tend to um, aggressively approach him with the aim to obtain cash from him. Well, what that is all about is because there was this um, this new law that they were going to pass um, that was going to basically um, stop you know, pr uh, production here, here it is in um, the country's parliament, it was a, uh, a tax raise impact on Burisma productions. Um, and uh, so obviously, you know, Hunter and them wanted to stop it. Here, uh, Pozarski, if enacted, uh, this law would kill the entire private gas production sector. Um, it would kill it in the bud, um, he says. So he says it's important to note that uh, the party that was pushing for it represented in the government by the general prosecutor and Ministry of Ecological and Natural Resources of Ukraine. The last organ together with the state geological and subsurface su uh, survey of Ukraine, which is directly subordinated, subordinated to the Ministry of Ecology and Natural Resources of Ukraine, are principal regulators in the area of issuing licenses for natural resources and control. I said after unsuccessful attempts to receive funds from our side, they proceeded with uh, concrete actions. So based, so this is what he says. When, they, when this happened and they proceeded, this is what he said. He said, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence, get that, use your influence to convey a message or stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions. Hunter Biden was with Devin Archer in um, Qatar when he received this and said, you know, who was ultimately behind these attacks on the company? Who in the current interim government could put an end to such attacks? This exchange came the same day that Burisma announced it had expanded its board of directors by adding Hunter Biden, who was put in charge of its legal unit and will provide support for the company among internal, or excuse me, international organizations. About four months after Hunter's co uh, correspondence with Pozharsky, Archer forwarded Hunter Biden an email chain with the subject line tax raise impact on Burisma productions, which included Pozharsky saying that the Ukrainian cabinet have, had submitted new tax legislation to the country's a parliament. That's when basically this would happen. It would kill you know, Burisma Holdings and their production. In the September now, 24th, 2014 email, Pozharsky also said he was going to share this information with the U.S. Ambassador in Kiev, as well as the office of Mr. Amos Hotstein in the States. Hotstein at the time, and by the way, Hotstein currently was, the, the post says, you know, he could not be reached for a comment. Hotstein was the State Department's newly appointed special envoy and coordinator for international energy affairs. 
in December 2017, the Gas Group, that's Ukraine's state-owned energy company, announced that Hotstein had joined the company as an independent director. But on Monday, he announced his resignation. The company has been forced to spend endless amounts of time combating political pressure and efforts by oligarchs to enrich themselves through questionable transactions. Now, it's, you know, this, and by the way, here it is where I'm looking at Hunter now. They even got a picture on this hard drive of Hunter Biden smoking a cigarette. I mean, my goodness gracious. Now, Hunter Biden, the, 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 why, why is there a picture of Hunter Biden? Well, that's because um, the way that all of this got out was because, uh, and here it is here, the computer that contained these emails and these pictures of Hunter Biden was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware, April 2019. That's according to the store's owner. Other material extracted from the computer, hold on, buckle up, listen to this, includes a raunchy 12-minute video that appears to show Hunter, who's admitted struggling with addiction problems, he's a crackhead, by the way, smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. Do you see what this is, by the way, from Hunter Biden? My daddy's rich, and he's the vice president, so I can do whatever and what the heck ever I want to do. The customer who brought in the water-damaged MacBook Pro, the computer that contains all of this, never paid for the service or retrieved it or a hard drive on which its contents were stored, according to the shop owner. He said he tried repeatedly to contact the client. The shop owner couldn't positively identify the customer's Hunter Biden, but said the laptop bore a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation, named after Hunter's late brother and former Delaware Attorney General. Photos of a Delaware federal subpoena given to the Post show that the, both the computer and hard drive were seized by the FBI in December. Now, the office, the attorney general in Delaware, uh, the U.S. attorney's office in Delaware, said that uh, the, a spokesperson said, my office can neither confirm nor deny the existence of an investigation. That was after the FBI referred questions about the seizure of the laptop to that Delaware U.S. Attorney's um, Office. So basically, it was, and by the way, it got out there because um, the uh, the shop owner gave it, uh, gave this this computer to um, Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, that being George R. Messerius, and Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City, is the man who got all of this out there. And when I say got all of it out there, got... Um, the contents of the laptop to the New York Post, who in turn at 5 a.m. this morning published that story about Hunter Biden and the email. So basically, Hunter Biden is, is caught red-handed. I mean, this guy is a total joke. This guy who, and, and remember the, the interview that he did when he was being questioned um, on um, ABC, Good Morning America. He says, well, do you know, did, did you have any experience? Well, Amtrak's and, you know, I'm a lawyer. And, but, you know, I, 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 it was probably because Biden is my last name. You know, she said, well, do you think Biden would have anything to do with it? Yeah, um, yeah, it probably does. Well, the timeline that I've laid out on this program extensively indicates that this reporting from the New York Post 
What I would say right now is that that is true. There's emails to prove it as well. And for God's sake, I don't want to look at a picture of Hunter Biden smoking a cigarette any freaking more. But Joe Biden, by the way, so and it's funny how it comes full circle again, because tomorrow night, Joe Biden is doing a town hall on ABC. And for God's sake, George Stephanopoulos, who is just a total joke, he's a Clinton guy, is the one that's supposedly interviewing, conducting the town hall for Joe Biden. You think he'll bring that up? It'll be interesting to find out tomorrow. Oh, so as well as, oh, and by the way, there's now uh, Senator Ron Johnson and his committee in the Senate are going to investigate um, the uh, Hunter Biden emails. They've been on top of this for a long time, um, as well as Senator Chuck Grassley in Iowa and Senator Mike Lee in Utah. They All of them have just been incredibly uh, fantastic. Mike Lee, actually, I believe he put a tweet out, um, and he did four years ago, he says, BuzzFeed posted the Steele dossier. This doesn't have anything to do. Well, it, it, in a way it does. Posted the Steele dossier filled with lies and misinformation and Twitter and Facebook happily spread their fake news. Now these platforms are blocking transmission of a New York Post story critical of a Democrat. The hypocrisy is not sustainable. Um, I, I bring Mike Lee into the uh, situation here because, um, you know, he has been on top of the Hunter Biden thing along with Chuck Grassley, Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Senator Ron Johnson of um, Wisconsin. By the way, when I mention Iowa, I have to point out that the president's just wrapping up a rally in Des Moines, Iowa. And I, you know, Iowa, you and your six electoral votes, you are the people, you are part of the people that are the 15 states that are going to decide which way we go in terms of this country and capitalism. Or do we open the door to socialism? Now, there's other news. Bruce Orr at the DOJ has retired um, after, quote, this is from John Solomon's reporting. John Solomon, who's been on top of Crossfire Hurricane, which I mentioned um, earlier, and Hillary's stirring up a scandal to vilify Trump. Bruce Orr, Bruce Orr was actually warning. He was the fourth highest member at the DOJ while all of this all of this was going on he retired after informed disciplinary decision imminent on russia case so to me hopefully that indicates that um we're going to start seeing things come forward as far as john durham's probe go goes and him looking into you know the investigation into the investigators of crossfire hurricane and the total hoax that was Trump-Russia collusion because it never, ever existed. And the FBI ran with it from the beginning on the dossier mentioned by Senator Mike Lee of Utah, the Steele dossier, which we know was paid for by Hillary Clinton. So, uh, Senator John Kennedy, I, ha I have to get into Amy Coney Barrett because Amy Coney Barrett, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you have to just have to be impressed with how good she really well and truly is no notes throughout any of this not a single note and she is just she has destroyed the democrat senators the republican senators have been have been asking questions uh that have been tough as well and she's flown through she has passed with flying colors um 
I think the questions are done now, by the way. I think she is going to be a great addition to the Supreme Court. Um, I do have a reservation because she's a professor. However, or excuse me, I did. But at this point in time, I, I am I'm seeing through it. I think she will be fantastic. Senator Harris, okay? Kamala Harris, California, vice presidential nominee. Kamala Harris, This, these are two of what her e extremely ridiculous, downright stupid questions to Judge Barrett included. Does smoking cause cancer? All right, that's stupid. How about this? Is COVID infectious? Again, Senator Kamala Harris making it all about herself. And, oh, by the way, she was caught in an elevator today with like six or seven members of her staff, no social distancing whatsoever. Again, pointing out that, you know, rules for thee, not for me. Do as I say, not do as I do. Just a joke, but Senator... um. Amy Coney Barrett was fantastic through that. I got to mention Senator Kennedy. Um, Amy Coney Barrett, he uh, posted a tweet about um, Amy Coney Barrett. A judge, this was a quote from her, a judge may never subvert the rule of the law or twist it in any way to match the judge's convictions from whatever source they derive. And all, you know, all throughout the questioning, um, oh, and by the way, Senator Kennedy said for this, the new Hunter Biden report, is as serious as four heart attacks and a stroke. Um, but what the Democrats did today, the Senate Democrats did, in their their last effort, hopefully, to try and stop Amy Coney Barrett, Judge Amy Coney Barrett, from becoming Justice Amy Coney Barrett, uh, was was literally like try and tie her to Justice to Justice Scalia. Oh, excuse me again. You know, I can't get my ringtone right. But that's all they tried to do. And uh, the way she pushed back on Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, she says this to him today. I hope you aren't suggesting, suggesting that I don't have my own mind or that I couldn't think independently or that I would just decide like, mm, let me see what Justice Scalia has said about this in the past. I assure you, I have my own mind mind so th that to me and the way she pushed back on senator harris kamala harris of california was was all fantastic and you know you really like i said it should have been it should be the story that we're all that we're talking about um today and that it was you know the most important thing but um you know i had to get to hunter biden and and, and that's going to dominate the news headlines as well but like i said whether you're a democrat or you're a Republican, Judge Barrett is incredibly impressive, and I think she'll get, a, um, you know, I don't want to say think, and then it doesn't happen, because I look like a moron, but she she is extremely deserving to sit um, on the Supreme Court. Now, how about this? So, it was announced that Donald, that the president, Donald Trump, will be doing a town hall on NBC, and I believe the moderator is going to be Savannah Guthrie. So he's going to be doing a town hall um, at the same time Joe Biden's doing a town hall on ABC. So you got NBC for Trump tomorrow night at, I believe it's 8 o'clock, and you'll have ABC if you want to watch Joe Biden. If you want to go to sleep 
early, then do yourself a favor. Watch Joe Biden, and it will put you to sleep. Make no mistake about that. Uh, Biden will be in Philly. Trump will be in Miami. Um, but listen to this headline, right? And Fox News is the citation here. NBC employees lash out at network after announcing Trump town hall. I'm disgusted by my home network. Now, this was from a member of NBC's pandemic era comedy connecting. Um, this is a Shakina, well, good Lord, Shakina Nafak, who says, shame on NBC. Y'all signed my checks as of late, but I'm disgusted by my home network, giving Trump a platform for fear-mongering, bigotry, and disinformation. Don't praise yourselves for putting a trans woman on primetime, then give a platform to someone who wants to abolish my rights. And by the way, I could have sworn that Don Lemon was just on saying shame on you to NBC as well. I mean, just ridiculous. Um, Honestly, she says, honestly, shame on ABC and NBC. Yes, this echo chamber of rhetoric is a root problem in America. These days leading up to the, uh, the election should be about the exchange and comparisons of ideas and policies, not ratings and stoking division. Well, I mean, then talk, then talk to the Commission on Presidential Debates, who said, nope, this is going to be virtual. We don't care what you have to say, Joe. We don't care what you have to say, Mr. President. That's the way it's going to be. You know, the president wanted an in-person debate, and they did. They did an in-person debate, even though... Kamala Harris was terrified of coronavirus, needed the plexiglass there. They conducted it there. They couldn't conduct it this time. I mean, tomorrow night, I wanted to be able to watch a, a debate between Biden and Trump because I thought the president was terrific in the first debate. I thought he would have destroyed Joe Biden again tomorrow. But now we have these two different town hall debate, or not even debate, town hall events going on and that i guess that's just the way it has to be but here she's yelling at nbc and abc yell at the president the commission on presidential debates um the first lady melania trump she wrote so she says she's negative um for covid19 and also that baron trump tested positive for covid19 however now both of them um are are negative uh, and she wrote today. Now people say, "Oh, well, what what was the first? What has the first lady ever done?" Well, listen to what the first lady wrote in this uh, letter today. Naturally, my mind went immediately to our son. To our great relief, he tested negative. But again, as so many parents have thought over the past several months, I couldn't help but think, "What about tomorrow, or the next day?" My fear came true when he tested again and it came up positive. Luckily, he is a strong teenager and exhibited no symptoms in one way i was glad the three of us went through this at the same time so we could take care of one another and spend time together he has since tested negative now as far as i'm concerned that is just showing humility that's showing that the first lady is still a mother like many other you know like all other parents in this country she fears her son getting coronavirus it happened he got through coronavirus much like the 99.5 percent of people that get through and that that will test positive for coronavirus and then defeat it and get through it you know and and and, and on top of that um you know her go having to go through with her husband and think 
what her husband has to go through as well as far as the media, the Democrat Party, never Trump Republicans, you know, the whole list, big tech, whatever it is. Um, it, 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 to me, I, I think she is a very graceful. I think she's 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 a human, the first lady. I, I, I think that, you know, she had a career in modeling. Now, you know, I don't think she ever wanted to be first lady of the United States. It's, it's, it's a job. It's a, it's a daunting task that is put onto them. And, you know, even Michelle Obama, you know, I have a great respect for, uh, the first lady, Michelle Obama, I have a great respect for Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, I don't agree with him on anything, but it's a tough job. Um, and, you know, I think we did Joe Biden. She seems coherent to me. She seems more coherent than Joe Biden. So I did, the point of it being is that I think we should, there, there's a time to, to take a time out, you know, for lack of a better term, and um, show our respects to the women that have to go through this as well. And if we have a, a woman president one day in this country, then you have to go through what, you know, just, just sympathize, I suppose, in a way as to what the husband of that female candidate, whoever it may be, has to go through um, as well. And I want to say to Senate Republicans who threw this tweet out today, see you soon at Jack. I absolutely love it. We have to absolutely hold big tech accountable for what they're trying to do here. You know, this, like I said, the whole, the day should have gone about the Hunter Biden, e or excuse me, well, the Hunter Biden emails or Amy Coney Barrett's um, day three of hearings here. But, you know, big tech with, with, with this now, with, with this, and, and I don't buy this, this uh, explanation by Jack Dorsey, you know, just to say our communication around our actions on the article was not great and blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking is unacceptable. Oh, and the Biden campaign did the Biden campaign. This is their best response. Biden's campaign would not rule out the possibility that the former VP had some kind of informal interaction with Pazarski. Well, if he did have any interaction whatsoever, whatsoever, big or small, then he lied to the American people because he said, quote, he never discussed Hunter's business dealings. So now we know that Joe Biden has once again lied to the American people. And now we have emails that confirm that. You know, this is this is such a huge story that the New York Post broke today and it it, it does it hurt the Biden campaign? I would argue that that you know there's you can say that it definitely does. But does it change votes? I truthfully don't know. I really don't know at this point in time if there's if there's any cuz this is by all means an October surprise. But I don't know if there's any October surprise that's going to change literally anyone's vote. I mean, I think we are that divided in this country that you already have your opinion. I don't think a debate tomorrow night would have changed any votes. I don't think the third debate, hopefully that goes on, will change any votes. I don't think watching a Biden town hall tomorrow night or a Trump town hall tomorrow night, you know, whichever one it is, I don't think watching either of them. I think Americans, for the most part, this goes for independents as well. Obviously, Republicans 
and Democrats have already decided which way they're going to go. And I think there's a lot of, quote, Trumpocrats. Remember Rod Blagojevich, um, when Trump commuted his sentence, came out of jail and said, I'm, I'm a Democrat, but I definitely support Trump. I'm a Trumpocrat. I think there are a lot, a lot. And on top of that, I think there's a lot of people that haven't voted that are going to vote for Donald Trump because he still has that aura about him of an outsider. He's not an insider Washington, D.C. politician. And that's why the Democrat Party, the mainstream media, can't stand him. You know, we are 20 days away. Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, Arizona, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Colorado, Iowa, where the president just was in Des Moines, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Utah. It's on you 15 states. Do we keep our free market economy in capitalism? Or do we elect Joe Biden? Do we give Hunter more, millions more amounts of, of money and dollars and influence? to Now this time it wouldn't be the vice president of the United States, but it would be buying influence and access to the actual president of the United States. You know, which, which way do we go? I, I think this is the this is the biggest election, definitely, of my lifetime. And, you know, I always say that every year. We heard 2016 was the biggest one. But this one, folks, this one means a lot. Our country gets destroyed from within with a President Biden or a Harris administration alongside Biden, as they've both stated. Or we get to save our country. We preserve freedom and opportunities and liberty and everything that the Constitution guarantees to us as Americans. We can save our country on November 3rd, and we can save it by re-electing Donald J. Trump.